The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Earlier this year, we did some serious decluttering in our home, including decluttering books. In this episode, we share some thoughts and tactics that we found helpful when paring down and optimizing our personal libraries. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. All right, this topic, how to declutter your books. Ah! This, this topic has kept me up at night. No. <laughs> Yes, we've had discussions laying there. Okay, not only talking about our books and are we, well, how am I going to do this? Yeah. Not only are we lesbians and married and partners, we are nerds and we like we books. too many books. Yeah. Actual physical <sighs> books. Right. Don't get me wrong. I love and I'm so grateful for the library, especially nowadays um, during during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I really went all in on the ability to borrow books from the library digitally. Mm. I, I would imagine practically all libraries have this function now. You know, you yeah. go to their website, there's an app. The one, the one our library uses is Libby. Oh my God, it's so awesome to learn about a book or an author, search for them in Libby, you know, mm-hmm. in um, the electronic database and be able to put it on hold or download it or borrow it right there. It's wow. amazing. It's amazing. And are you talking about... Audio versions of those books or yes. just the digital where you both. can... Both. Oh. Some, you know, depends okay. on what your library has available. Okay. But uh, it's been so great. Oh, my gosh. I have listened to so many books. I have, I have skimmed and read a lot of books. Um, you're, you're quite excited about this. I am so yeah. excited Toast about loves it. the library. She um, adores yeah. the library, like, so much, <laughs> where for me... I love the concept of the library. I'm all for it. I think like, wow, it's libraries. Yeah, that is really awesome. The whole concept about like, there's this place. It kind of gives you hope for the human race. Yeah, it's exciting. Like we did that. But here's what I don't like about the library. (laughs) Hygiene. I think, yes, I think I'm just, you know, know COVID kind of like, before COVID happened, I was already the person that would bring the disinfectant spray on the airplane, my homemade with eucalyptus and lavender, and I'd be spraying down the plane, the armrests. I'm also that person in the movie theater, spraying down not only the armrests, but inside the creepy cup holder. I'm that person. So anyways, so borrowing books, like it's just kind of creepy. And the air in the library Mm. feels a little bit heavy. Yet so another reason. That's all I'm saying. The digital option. Right. Stay home and yeah. just get your digital that's right. version. Completely okay. sanitary. So back to the topic. So books. So we do love books. And one of the things in our decluttering project, which if you haven't heard these episodes, we'll link them, uh, where we talk about a way to declutter while still maintaining friendship with your spouse. Um, 
creating peace with your spouse. It's a very emotional thing to declutter. Mm. But we felt like books needed its own episode because books, it's tough. It's Mm. tough to divorce your books. For nerds. It's tough to let go of your books. Depends, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the it's, first thing. It's that, a challenge. That's the first thing you wanted to point out, is that so, some books, it's easier. It's mm-hmm. more obvious. Like, no, we don't need this one anymore. Right. So that's really a relief and nice. That, that is a relief. That right. it's possible that there are some that are going to be very obvious in that way. Yes. And it's something something about I think the inherent respect for books because of that natural like value okay. that we have yes i think we feel like we need to keep every book hmm. that finds us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know whether yeah. we bought it whether someone's given it to us whether whatever it is i feel like we need to keep it it's like oh i am the guardian of this book oh interesting i have to keep every single book interesting but you don't you don't and it's and and it's a challenge so we're going to talk about uh, things that have helped us. Okay. And before listening to this podcast, unless you are specifically decluttering your books, you might want to listen to the other decluttering episodes to just prime yourself to be ready for this episode. Oh, get ready. It's hard. That's why. <laughs> books are hard. Okay. So books books. It's time to declutter books. Yes. So if you don't want the book, if it's not staying with you, it's going to be donated. You are not, no one is throwing books away. Okay. Okay. So your only other option, if you're not keeping that book, Mm -hmm. your only other option is donation. But we wanted to suggest a few ways to donate the books. Okay. Okay. You might immediately think of a friend. Oh, you know who would love this book? So you could pass that book on to a friend. But here's the thing. You need to do it. Do not let it just hang around your, your office or your house. In a pile of books that should not yeah, be there. This but is for this friend. This is for that office. friend. All the things. Okay? okay. You can also donate to a library. Some libraries take donations. Not all mm-hmm. do, though. Right? Not all of them do. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you can do the traditional donation to Goodwill. Or to your local independent used bookstore. You could do that. You could sell them. You could sell them. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more energy and time, mm-hmm. so it depends if you have that mm-hmm. and if, if that's worth doing for you. And you could also do one of those very cute little lending libraries that people have right outside their houses, right near their mailbox. Which is also extra effort. So cute. But maybe though. you can get a Boy Scout troop to build you a little thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I really would love to have one of those things. I think they're just the cutest things. Do people know what we're talking about? I think so, yeah. Okay. Okay, so there's all kinds of ways you can donate. You can even donate to like your nearest um, transitional shelter. Yes. Which we might be donating some books mm-hmm. to uh, mm-hmm. soon. So there's lots of ways to donate, but in no way you are not throwing any books away. Just need to make that clear. Or if you are, you can probably recycle them. I'm just Ooh, trying to. Th- I'm just trying just to think feels of so horrible to I'm, recycle a book. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, it depends on. It would have. To I mean, unless be it was very... soaked in. Co- I mean, I don't know. Soaked in coffee. Right. Yeah. Got yeah. like drowned super, in a flood. Like super outdated. You know, user's manual for Windows 
three or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's an antique or it's vintage. All right. Anyway. So donation. Okay. So There's that's various that ways pile. you can donate. Okay. All right. Okay. Number one, do you want to take it? Was the immediate nose? Is that it? Yes. That's the number one. Okay. Well, we kind of touched on this at the beginning, right? There are some books that you know, I don't want that anymore. It's a burden for me at this point. That's what we're talking yes. about, right? Mm-hmm. Immediate nose. We are. Okay. Yeah. And that those are the ones to donate or whatever that we just mm-hmm. talked about. So you're going to glance okay. at your bookshelf, left okay. to right, be very organized about it. Certain books are going to pop out it pop out at you like, nope, nope. And thank God for those very obvious thank calls. Thank God for it. And then you're just going to pull those out, put it in your donation box. Okay. Next. Next. Okay, this one's a little more tedious. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need a lot of floor space. And here's the thing we should have just warned you in the beginning. Every book that's on your shelf is going to be off of your shelf at some point. <gasps> so there's not no, really? there, there is no beautiful Even the ones way. you're going to keep? Yep. There's no beautiful way to stay like hyper-organized. Get used to the fact that this process is overwhelming and it's okay. All the books are going to be off the shelf. At some point. At some point. But they might go right back because you might have like one shelf. You might have one shelf that's going to be, these are my uh, reference books. Or yes. these are my books that I'm still reading or want to read. Right. Okay, but I'm getting ahead of But the point myself. is that they just get used to, you're going to have to take all the books off the shelf. Okay. And at that nice. point, you might be able to, to wipe the shelves down if you're toast, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So you can take the moment to clean, take that opportunity. But now... After you've glanced and done your immediate nose, go through your books again, and you're now going to be pulling books off the shelves and putting them in one of four piles. Okay. Okay. The first pile is reference. Reference books. What are reference books? Well, for me, what I mean when I said reference to you, Sienna, is that they are for me, they're books that contain ideas or points of view that I found uh, revelatory or really helpful, like mm-hmm. um, frameworks of, of thought, um, yeah. like The Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt, which, mm. which explained why humans get so worked up and when it comes to politics and left and right and all that. And it contains just a way of looking at evolutionary psychology that I was like, oh, very helpful. Okay. So... That's what you mean. I would consider that a reference reference book. book. Okay. For me, a reference book would be my A to Z book on herbs for homemade cures. So I would have that, my um, A to Z crystal book, you know, for different ailments. So for me, it's more like literal references. And then for toast, you have like another kind of reference Mm -hmm. in mind, which you just shared. So whatever that means for you. These reference books are keepers. So anything that's a reference, it goes in the reference pile that you want to keep, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. The second pile are the books you love. So when you're going through your books, these should be also immediate. So instead of immediate, no, it's immediate. Yes, it's like, oh my God, I love that book. And it could be that you love the contents. It could be that you just love the way that book looks and feels And that's fine too. Mm -hmm. If you love it, it goes in that pile. Mm -hmm. Third pile, the deeply sentimental books. Deeply sentimental. Mm -hmm. So they could be sentimental because just because of you and how you see that book. Mm 
like what it, it evokes like it changed for you? your life, kind of, like, like those books that change your life kind right. of thing, right? Right. Okay. Or it could be that the book is from someone. Mm-hmm. So it just has this other layer okay. of sentimentality to it. It's not necessarily the same as you loving the book. I love the book. Loving mm-hmm. a book is like just this. What it feels like to me viscerally is like this exclamatory, this excitement. Sentimentality feels just deeper and it just kind of grabs your heart a bit more. There's something about it that's more sentimental. Hmm. Now, can a book fall into both categories? It sure can. But not necessarily. A book, there there might be a book that you don't really love the look. Mm -hmm. You're not so into the contents, Mm -hmm. but the giver is someone so special to you, mm-hmm. and maybe they wrote something in the cover. Right. It's sentimental. Yes. So you want to have those books in another pile. Okay. Okay. And then the last pile would be the books you're still reading or want to read. How many of us have those books we've bought and have not <gasps> read them? I do. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. That brings up a whole subtopic, which we will not go into, but that whole discussion that readers might have of like, when do you decide whether you're going to continue with a book or not? Because sometimes you start a book and you're like, right, kind of like watching a a TV series. It's like, are we going to stay with this? Yes. And sometimes you keep that TV series on the side, (laughs) just in case. On the bench. Yeah. You're like, oh, I guess I'll watch that, you know, in case you need it. You're like, well, maybe I'll, yeah. But, you know, is a backup book or a backup show worth it? Yeah. If it's backup, know. you got to ask yourself, discussion. right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Okay, so you have those four piles. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm, reference. I'm following you. Love the book, sentimental, still reading or want to read, four piles. So okay. now, now, if you look around, you have your donation books from the first step of your immediate nose, and then you have four piles of books you're planning to keep. And to clarify... Those, this piles of books that you're going to keep. The purpose of like having these categories is kind of to help you be intentional yeah. with like why you're keeping it. Okay. I'm just checking yes. on that. Just checking. Because it's like, why are we bothering to make these piles now? But I, I suppose yeah. it does help. Like, in why are you being organized and, and being deliberate about yeah. your purpose for keeping them? You could, right. And you could organize them on your shelf in this way. Mm-hmm. You could be, I like to do a color coding of my books. Mm. So I try to do that, but I also have it in an order of the topic. Yeah, I try to go by topic. It's it's tough, but but isn't it nice when you can color code code your It looks nice to the eye, but then when you want to find the book, it's like... Yeah, "Mm, it's not very practical, but it's beautiful. That's what I love about that. Okay, And yet, beauty is also practical. Yes, that's true. It's necessary. Yes. Okay, so now... Assess, do you have anything still on the shelf? I think we will. Yeah, because you will. Because, yeah. You yeah. should. And that's the part where it's kind of like, uh-oh, now what do we do? Right. So whatever's left on the shelf is probably your maybe pile. Mm-hmm. Because if it didn't fit into one of these four categories, yeah. if it wasn't an immediate no, you're on the fence about this book. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-oh, so what are we going to do now? Right. So if it's a maybe... If it's a maybe, by the time you are looking at your near empty shelves with the several maybes on there, you might have clarity. You yeah. might go, oh, no, this is an obvious no. Oh, well, this belongs in reference. So go ahead and act on that. Now, if you still have maybes, put them in a maybe 
box. Well, okay, so let's describe what the maybe box is. Right, this and came then from our original, back around because, our original thing, so yeah. go ahead. So the maybe box is a box of where, where you can put stuff that you're not sure if you want to, uh, you know, move on from it in your life, if you want to get rid of it or not. Um, and the idea is you tape this box up, you label it, you know, maybes, and you schedule a year out from now, six months out from now, you know, you choose one of those to, to open the box back up and, and see, it, is it clearer now? Mm-hmm. Whether right. you want to give it away or not. Yeah. So that's, and that's what a good, you do with the maybe box. That's a good point because we covered the maybe box in the other podcast about decluttering. Mm-hmm. So this maybe box can be a combined box from your decluttering of your other mm-hmm. rooms in your house. So mm-hmm. it doesn't just have to have your maybe books. It can have a bunch of different things other in there. maybe objects. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what about, so that's the maybe box. Here's the next uh I guess, technique Sienna and I discussed, which is the past, present, future self thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. So now you've dealt with your maybes. You have your maybes. You have a plan for that. You have a plan for your maybes. You have your four pile of books, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. So now another filter. Now, if you're not wiped out at this point and you still have it in you, or say if you just still, you feel like I still have too many books. I did this, I did all these things you're saying, but I still have too many books. Then you may need to, it may require you to take this other filter to all of these books that you have. And this filter is looking at each book and assessing, is this your past self, your present self, or your future self? By looking at this, you may just want to keep the books that are your present and future self. Hmm. Because books in general tend to be learning tools, you know? Well, learning, for, ner- for nerdy people like us. Growth tools. Oh, that's true, yeah, because I hardly read fiction. But hmm. yeah, so, you know, if it's those types of books, it may not be necessary to keep all those books f- about your past self. Hmm. So for me... Years and years ago, I would have had on my shelf a ton of books on like codependency and all these things. But when you think about your bookshelf and the fact that even without consciously reading these titles on your shelf, these titles of these books are getting into your spirit and your system. And if you're always seeing these books of things like, say, like that example mm-hmm. about codependency, 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 but I've worked on that in my life. Mm-hmm. I've done deep dives. I've read all the Melody Beattie books, all the things. It's like, okay, it's time to really release these. Mm-hmm. What topic can I have overflowing now on my shelves mm-hmm. that when I walk into my office and see these books... It feels inspiring. It feels like it's acknowledging the present and I'm moving forward instead of something that reminds me of the past. You know what I mean? There is this emotional feeling about that. Now, you can feel proud of the work you've done in the past. And if some of these, some of the books in the past 
have this feeling, it might be that sentimental feeling. Right. You can keep a few. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe books, because I write in my books, and that's why sometimes it's hard to let go of them. Right. Because I feel like my notes are really personal. Right. Yeah. Um, so maybe keep a few. Instead of keeping the 13 books on codependency, maybe keep three. <laughs> right? And it doesn't need to take up a whole one. shelf. How about one? <laughs> But that's another filter that you can look through, even your maybe pile. Yes. You know, it might make it more clear that, oh, this isn't a maybe. This was something I worked on. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Then you can put it in the donate pile. Yes. I know it's a lot. That's it's helpful. a lot to think about. It's kind of, it's a clunky process, but hopefully some of these tips will help to streamline it just a little bit for you. I'm kind of in the middle of doing this. You, you are, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I guess I'm at the tail end of it, but I do have a couple of book boxes up in the top shelf of the closet where I'm like, mm. ah, I should I go through that? Yeah. You or know, leave it. That would right? be the or extra lift. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, right. And that's another thing too, like, um, you know, Toast is talking about a box she has in her closet. So even with books you plan to keep, say your sentimental books, if you have some space concerns and you cannot afford to have a lot of your sentimental books take up the real estate of your shelves, you could actually buy, get, decorate, find some kind of a beautiful book box and put your sentimental books in there. You know, you could also put it with your sentimental, because if you have sentimental books, you probably have sentimental cards, other little keepsakes you have. Mm -hmm. You can kind of corral those things in one area mm -hmm. instead of taking up your shelf space that you see all the time. All right. All right. Last step. Very last step. Last step. Super practical. Donate. So, you know, Take all those things, action. yeah, all those things that you, you, you're intending to donate, actually put those things, put those books in your car. Yeah. Well, assuming you have Take a car, it. right? Assuming that you use a car, like put in the car so that it's out of your house, mm -hmm. out of your living space and actually cross the finish line on getting those books into the hands of their new mm -hmm. guardians. If someone's picking them up, schedule when you're making the call to call whoever is going to pick it up. And then enjoy your new decluttered book library. Yes. And try not to just fill it up. Yeah. It's hard. Use your library. Use your digital library. I know. And borrow. I know. That, that's the thing that's, that's been so handy is <sighs> like, I'm, now granted, your library might not have, have every book that you're interested in. Right. But uh, our library has had most of the books I've been curious about and I've been able to check it out you know, for free or just because we pay taxes and uh, good use of the tax dollars. I love it. I missed getting my library card, by the way. I have to reapply. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then, I did. but then now after having, you know, borrowed books and, and mm -hmm. listened to them or read them for free yeah. on the library, now I know it's like I have a list of books that I would be interested in, in acquiring the hard oh. copy at some point. Okay. You know, and, and I know wow. that it would, I would, I really do want it. It's not like, okay. oh, I'm going to pay money to see if I like this book. It's like, I know I, I, know I like this book. I it's need to great. do that. Ah, I okay. need to do that. I love books. <laughs> right. I love books. Aww. Okay. We need to, we need to do a podcast on what you talked about earlier with what? the books and whether to, oh, whether to keep 
reading or watching yep. and stuff. Okay. Keep reading right. a book, but also too, whether to buy a book or not. Mm-hmm. How do you know if you want to buy a book? It's so easy to buy and it's such a waste. If you have the budget. It's like, you know, yeah, with Amazon not. and everything, yeah. it's like right there and it can be there today. Like, you know, so it's so, it's not a great thing really. So it's we not. need to have better filters. I appreciate I that. I think on when, when we, we, when we buy a book and not, or not. All right. Thanks for listening. We hope, as always, that this has been helpful to you, or at least entertaining, you know, providing you some inspiration maybe to declutter your books. Until next time, as always, live your love story. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.